Welcome to the Jada Edwards Podcast, where I get to take a few moments to share with you what God is sharing with me. I really love what I call like working ministry people. And so, you know, you already know my life, um, but I love when ministry really intersects with real life a lot. And so to me, that's the life that most people can relate to and most people's calling and purpose and all that stuff is not going to be some curated, isolated thing where you just have all this time to sit in the woods and think about what God's telling you. You're usually trying to mix in purpose and calling and intentionality with life and life is throwing curveballs and God's telling you to lean into different areas and it's just constant chaos and so I am excited to have you here on the Jada Edwards podcast. We have Crystal do you still use Evans? Yes, I do. That is my public name for brand recognition purposes. That is not my legal name because then people reach out and say, well, you know, it's not godly for you not to take your husband's name. I took my husband's last name. But <laughs> now what happened is we did Kingdom Woman. And so that it wouldn't seem like this random woman that wrote a book with Tony Evans, we put Evans in there and I've just kept that going. But yes, Crystal oh. Evans, Hurst, we can go with that. Crystal Evans Hurst, who, by the there way, is completely and fully submitted to her husband, Jesse Hurst. The middle name <laughs> Evans has no indication uh, as to her level of surrender as a wife or her obedience as a daughter of the king. So we are glad to have Crystal Hurst with us, a very, very long time friend of mine, many, many years. Started out really like a big sister for me um, because I was very close friends with Priscilla. And then, you know, eventually that age gap kind of disappears and then you become friends. And so, um, Crystal, I am excited to have you here because as I was saying, I love that your life to me is a really beautiful kind of intersection of ministry and life. And that um, I know how I feel when I go teach or go do something and then walk in the door and there's jam on the shirt and socks on the floor and your kids like, and also it is what it is. And they don't care what about what you just did really. And so I, I think that's real life. I think it's humbling, but I also think it's uh, what most people will connect with. Cause when most people are trying to figure out what it means to live for God, they're not senior pastors. They are not um, living lives that are 90% focused on this thing they've been called to do. They're living lives where all that's being blended into, into life. So I will not ask you how you balance your life because I already uh, have a personal belief that balance is a lie and actually unnecessary. But I will ask, um, how do you know uh, what to lean into in various seasons? How do you know when things being added to your plate just need to be accommodated or when something needs to come off your plate? How do you deal with all those daily decisions of ministry opportunity in life um, as we're trying to figure out, figure out this thing as we go? Such a good question. So let me just say, first of all, I'm doing this podcast with you. I ran in here and as I'm running from the kitchen table to this one little room of my house where there's a pipe podcast microphone, I'm yelling to my kids. I can't do that right now. I will be back with you in 45 minutes. Slam door, <laughs> slam door, flip on the switch. The mic is falling over and as they chase me down, but mom, I'll be back with, this is my life. So right, right. <laughs> this is a very real pertinent, <laughs> lest they think I'm in a great podcast studio, you know, where my <laughs> assistant did such and such and the other. No, no. You know what though? I was thinking about getting a sign. I was like, now that my kids- I have a sign. I do need some signs. Now, I don't know if they will heed said signs, but I do need something. It kind of sort of helps. It kind of sort of helps. Don't come in here. Yeah. 
I have a command strip. I made a sign that says recording on one side and then I laminated it and I put a sign on there. The problem is when I walk out, I forget to turn the sign over or take it off. Oh. So it just constantly says recording, which then it doesn't really help them to know what I'm doing or what I'm not. But yeah, but in theory, I thought, I thought it was a great idea. So in terms of um, knowing, I think it's like everything else in life. It's something you can get good at. And that means you make mistakes. My granddaughter, which you know that I can hardly believe that's the word that just came out of my mouth. But my (laughs) granddaughter, the five-year-old came over. She just started taking piano lessons and she was practicing and I'm sitting next to her on her piano because her mother didn't have enough patience to do it. And she said, help, you need to help her. And she's totally flustered by making a mistake. Mm. I can't get it. And because I took lessons for 10 years from five to 15, and because I still would love to sit down more often than I get to, to play the piano, love music. I'm aware that how you learn is making mistakes and doing it again and again and again and again until you develop muscle memory and you learn both physically and mentally how to hit the right note Mm -hmm. and the same grace that I know to give her because I understand that's what you do to learn is practice is the same grace. She will over time learn to give herself if she wants to continue to play. So if you have decided to live, you have to, you have decided to continue to play, which Mm -hmm. means that in order to learn how to get good at living, good at being a faith oriented person who makes wise decisions influenced by the Holy spirit so that you live the life that you actually love little, not none, but little regret because we're not perfect. It means you have to give yourself the grace to practice. Mm-hmm. And just like note has a sound, it has a tune. And if they're in harmony, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, you can hear it. Your ability to understand soul and to hear with your heart, the dissonance that your life should not have. Mm. You learn how to avoid the dissonance by practicing, which means that you just have to sit down and live. Now, in order to hear the dissonance, you have to be listening. And that is the art of deciding what to do with your everyday. Mm. When I get up in the morning and Jada can tell you this, my office is a mess. She can see <laughs> my bookshelves. She may even be able to see stuff on the, on the floor. Stuff is out of order. I am a person who actually wants to be organized and wants to be together and wants to be a manager of my projects of work and projects at home and people and schedules. And I use Asana and I have a planner and I do project manage and I do have team meetings and I do try to write out my goals for the year. For goodness sake, I've created a planner for people to buy, but my life right now is chaos every day, even though I'm a planner. And even though my actual life involves a lot of chaos, I get up every morning and try to lay in the bed for two minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe five, maybe 10 and listen, but in my mind, because God created us with a great subconscious that if we will listen, Mm -hmm. serves us up often, what's the most important thing. Right. And to listen to my soul because the Holy spirit lives within and has the power to bring things to my mind that my mind is not thinking about and let the cream rise to the top. When you have mm. milk, if it's not homogenized, <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about non. Y'all don't know nothing about non-homogenized raw Listen, milk. Wait, wait, I'm gonna leave that there. That's Gen X. That's Gen X. 
Yeah, no, that's crunchy. There are some, there are some zennial crunchies. But anyway, um, if you le- leave real milk, raw milk, non-homogenized milk alone, the cream will rise if you just let it set for a little bit. And the cream is where the good stuff is. And I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit, spiritually, by the power of God's design mentally, if you leave room to listen, the stuff that's really important will rise to the top. What what happens if you feel like there's too many consecutive days where that hasn't happened? Like, how do you know when it's time to stop and, and check in? Because I've never been a 5.30 a.m. quiet time you know, Bible open on the patio with coffee cup. I I can do that on occasion, you know, but I just, I've never done that consistently. My, my time with the Lord looks different from week to week. Um, and so I wonder for you, um, there's been times I've had seasons where I just catch it five minutes after coming home from the gym in the morning and (laughs) I just let the garage up before I open the door to come into the house. I'm sitting out there quiet, like, okay, God, what what is going on for today? Um, Or, you know, in the bathroom with children. And and when you're done, you just sit there for a minute and they'll be like, we heard the toilet flush. I'm like, just, okay, hold on. Um, So finding it in different places, but what, how are, how do you know, or what are your warning flags or your warning signs when you're like, okay, um, my rhythm's getting out of whack. I haven't had enough listening time. How do you see that crop up in your life? And I ask that because I do think busyness is a a bit of a badge of honor for, for a lot of people, um, especially some women. Um, We struggle, we struggle with that. We like being stretched, you know, from all these particular angles and saying we got 55 things done. And uh, I don't know that we're always trying to be aware of, of, of when we might you know, need to stop and sit and listen. And so for you, how, how do you know when you're like, eh, yesterday it was two or three minutes. Today might need to be 20. We might just need to move some things around. How do you know when you're kind of not as aware well, as you might be? I think that, you know, how do you know that a car needs something addressed? It's making noises it shouldn't be making. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right. So if you know that, I don't know what, wrong, but I know this is not normal. This should not be happening. So for me, it's how am I when I'm healthy and happy, when when things are good, when I feel like I'm in a good space, not perfect, but just a good space. Like today was a good day. What are the days that are not good days? And if you have too many consecutive, not good days, mm-hmm. then you have to say, what is going on in the engine? You know, if it's cold outside and I haven't driven my car in a while and I turn it on, will it maybe hesitate a little bit when it started? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. everything's cold and it's been sitting there for two weeks. Right. But if every day it has a hard problem starting, mm-hmm. that is indicating a systemic problem. Right. So if I'm snapping at my kids all the time, if I'm always saying to people in my life, I can't do it, the things that I want to do, mm-hmm. but I never have room to do them. If, of course, the office is going to get messy and you get behind on laundry, but if you never have time to do that, if you mm-hmm. are uh, always saying at the beginning of the year, these are my desires or my goals for the new year, and you never are able to accomplish them, then mm-hmm. you have to say, what is happening in my heart? What is happening in my life? What is happening in my mind that mm-hmm. is not allowing me to live the way I'm supposed to live and to be able to start my engines and run healthily and happily? And so mm-hmm. the same thing is true of God. If I'm feeling distant from God, now there are seasons where we can feel separate, but if this is again systemic, if it mm-hmm. is ongoing, 
going. If I am not just going through a dark season or a hard time, but actually I can't remember the last when I felt his nearness, when he answered a prayer Mm -hmm. request, or when I felt compelled or convicted by my sin, then there may be a systemic issue. So in terms of balance, Mm -hmm. I am off balance. I know what the pillars are of my life. Mm-hmm. And I just was sharing this team meeting yesterday because I was, the girls were saying like, how do we know how we can help you? I, I can tell you, if you never see me working out, if you never mm-hmm. hear about, me, if I'm always eating on the go, if I'm not spent sitting down eating dinner with my family, and if I'm not writing, those are the three things in my life that if my life is overrun, how I know, mm-hmm. because those are the first things to go because it's easy to drive through somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, I'll work out tomorrow. And it's easy to say, well, you know, I can get by without writing, but those are the things journaling or writing for my profession. Those are the things that when I'm in a good space, mm-hmm. those are my signals. Yeah. You know, those are my signals. Now I still may yell at my kids one day, <laughs> but those are kind of I so be you in a have great space and yelling my kids. Yes, because they're chasing me and asking me again for the trying to violate my great space. <laughs> yes, can I play video games? No, no, you cannot play video games. So the question is, what says health to you? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's been yeah. forever since you've read a good book, or it mm-hmm. is not, you know, you really, really enjoy. Um, you know, meeting up for friends for dinner and once a month, but it's been seven months since you've done that. If you know that you should be serving in church and you took a break and you just haven't gotten back to that, but you know, you're at your best when you're actively involved in your church. Okay. What do you need to adjust? Because you know, what is balanced for you. And the reason why that's so important is to know what the pillars are is because your pillars will change me sitting down with my family for dinner, three or four times a week will change mm-hmm. when my kids are no longer home, right. you know, me wanting to write in the season of my life, it may change. If I decide that I'm going to do something different in terms of the way I express myself, maybe in a different season, instead of writing, I'll go see a counselor, right. but you have to know for the season that you're in, mm-hmm. what are the pillars of health? And if you don't have room for the, your basics, your basics, right. then you have to say, okay, what am I going to do to make room? Mm-hmm. And you have to give yourself permission for those basics to shift in the seasons as the seasons of your life shift too. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. I think a lot of that work comes because we haven't figured out what our basics are. And, you know, if you're super spiritual, you're just like, oh, if I I read my word and I prayed and that's great. You know, those are things that our soul definitely needs. But there's also things there are pleasures that God has given us here on earth. Now, they don't compare to heaven and all that good stuff, but he's given us family. He's given us hobbies. He's given us passions we enjoy, whether it's music or art or whatever it is. And so I, I do think there's something that's missing that that comes from our own lack of self-awareness because we don't know what our basics are in a given season and we can't gauge when we're drifting far from them. We just know something's wrong. We can't figure out uh, what it is. And so even that requires a bit of time just to figure out what fills me, what what kind of writes me and, and anchors mm-hmm. me a bit in this season. So I think that's so good. And then it's changing. And I, I would like to say that, you know, there's no guilt in not being all anchored in everything no. or everything. No, family. there's nothing. With it's that, anchoring right? for you to go. It's anchoring for you to have a cup of coffee every morning. If that's what is anchoring for you, like not because you have it with your Bible, but just right. because you like coffee, you know what I mean? Like it's okay. right. I'll tell you right now, I am committed, and you know me, Jada, uh, go get your hair done, go get your nails done, go shopping kind of person. It's not that I won't do it, but I rarely do it. I don't enjoy it. I'll tell you what I am not slipping on. I get a massage at least once a month, yes. often twice. 
Come on. So, so that is, if I don't have time to go and lay down somewhere without a phone to watch, not mm. even with my face up for half of the experience, if I don't have time and I'm like, oh, I got to keep putting it off because I haven't had a chance, then I'm not living balanced because right. for me is relaxing. It is a gift to myself. It's something that I choose to spend my money on. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have room for that, then mm-hmm. I'm probably too busy. Yep. No, that's good. I, and I, I think there's a, that idea of knowing what kind of speaks to you and fills you, obviously keeping in mind, you know, good stewardship and principles and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that has been a big thing for me. And, and I find that my interests will vary. And because I'm, I'm a pretty, um, I don't want to say random, but I like a lot of change. And so, you know, right now I'm into all trying to figure out new ways to cook foods I've never tried before. And so I'll be sometimes in a, an organic grocery store or someplace like that going, man, this probably the cost of this eggplant is actually probably a whole meal. But <laughs> I want to try this kind because the magazine said this kind plus this kind of olive oil plus this whatever. And that's kind of like my little indulgence. And it's mine selfishly because mm-hmm. my dearly beloved does not believe in all that. He's like, wait a minute, where's the rice and where's the, <laughs> the meat? And, you know, he's trying to eat healthy, but he's not trying to go where I'm going. And um, my kids, they, they feel it sometimes. My daughter is probably the most into it. She'll, she'll do the veggies and everything. But a lot of it is for me. And I and it used to almost create a frustration trying to cook all these different meals in the evening. And now I'm just okay with it. I'm like, I'm making y'all's and then I'm making mine. <laughs> This morning, I made a smoothie, smoothies for my kids. And once they got their smoothies, then I added the kale and the chia seed and all the things I wanted in mind, because I know I don't feel like having a discussion with that. And so mm-hmm. I, I do think there's a lot of value to that awareness of, of what speaks to you so that you can know when it's not there so you can know how to lean into it and all that good stuff. So that's good. That's great. Okay. I want to ask what right now has been like, if it's, if it's, the same thing you've had for the last 10 years, that's fine. But what right now seems to be um, energizing you when it comes to where God has you in ministry? Um, you mentioned, I know you love to write and you're great with words. And um, is it leaning more into the writing? I know you love leadership. And you're great leading teams and all that stuff. So where are you finding your your greatest energy right now or excitement? Mm. Mm. Do you want to say like five things? No, no, no. I was just thinking, and we're and we're talking like anything or work related because you mentioned work related. I want to hear work related. Okay. Uh, my greatest energy and excitement is creating alignment. Like right now, if I'm just totally honest, it's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess because new people, processes, things that fit neatly before with a one with one person's role if you split that into two who does what and trying to define things and redefine it's just a mess where is that doggone file I don't know oh we forgot to do that slip through the cracks forgot to tell you that's your job like and I am in the middle of that and Mm -hmm. I it's driving me actually is causing me I was telling my husband this morning I'm not an anxious person but I know what anxiety is because Mm -hmm. of chaos reigning at work and trying to manage people and make sure that roles and responsibilities are clear. Mm -hmm. And I move fast. Mm -hmm. I move extremely fast. So what I'm having to do, which is driving me crazy, like absolutely bonkers is slowing down. However, in the chaos and in the craziness and in the anxiety of where is this and I can't find it, the clarification, the creation of the new structure and how we do what we do and telling people 
this is how we're structured. This is what you do. This is manage this project, giving directions and alignment and seeing people get clarity Mm -hmm. so that they can run in their gifting and understanding. Mm -hmm. It's like the sun coming up. You're just trying to get forest at night. You're like, oh my gosh, this never. And then when you start to see the sun come up and you're moving towards that. Mm -hmm. So coming out of the chaos is what is, um, you know, uh, getting me excited. I haven't been that way, but it is getting me excited to create order out of chaos. No, I think that's interesting because it's not a really clear, definitive thing. So that means you know, kind of recognize it in these pockets because it's not going to be, you know, one fell swoop where everything is suddenly aligned. That means. No, well, where I love it, where I love it is when it's creating. So if I say tomorrow, Jade, if I said to you, you know what, I'm going to have an event, I'm going to have an in-person event in the creation of the event the structuring and the organization Uh and the assigning, that's Uh where it's just pure fun, you know, because you're making something new. What I'm realizing is it's the same skill to recreate order in chaos. Mm -hmm. I just don't like the fact that it's attached to chaos. So normally (laughs) where I, what's fueling me is creating something new and getting, and you know, I'm always trying to be, I'm not trying to be cutting edge. I just always have fresh ideas about stuff. So when I'm being driven by creativity, I like the management and the, and the, assignment and the um, encouragement of other people to walk in their gifting. I don't like that. It has to come out of chaos, mm. but we don't like childbirth either. <laughs> but at some point you, if you want to birth that baby, mm-hmm. you got to, it's got to come through the canal and that's, mm-hmm. you know, things have to be restructured in order for that to happen. Right. Right. That's good. What about um, as a, as a Bible loving girl yourself and a person that I think stays pretty aware of what's happening around this has there been any messaging or any ideas about truth to be shared or experiences to be shared? Any particular, I guess, yeah, messaging is the word that I would use that you're like, man, people need to hear this or people need to think about this. Like, I know you went through a, a pretty um, strong, I would say strong season. I mean, it was a long season, but the, the she's still there when you were when you were putting that together. It was so like listen, here's where I am looking back. Oh my gosh, people need to be able to find this person within themselves and hold a really super clear, this is what I want people to know or be thinking about, or this is on my heart for people right now. Do you, do you feel like you're there right now? Or is it more just general ministry to women? Does that question make sense? Want, I want it to be general ministry. (laughs) But... I mean, the honest part is what's on my heart is the book I've been working on. I pushed the deadline back multiple times. I think I'm about to do it a fifth time. It's so hard to write because of the season that I'm in. But if I'm honest, it's so hard to write because of the life that I've lived. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the very messages that you need to write about are the messages that you're processing. In mm-hmm. a perfect world, you processed it already. Mm-hmm. And now you're just putting the words to what you process every now and then. What makes a book, I think, good, authentic, and actually um, connective in nature is that the part about walking through it, you captured raw. Mm, There's something mm -hmm. that we do. If we have too much distance from it, that the message it's not bad. It's just sanitized. Right. So I, I think that there's something that, and and that something is just, uh, letting yourself off the hook. I Mm -hmm. think many of us, so the messaging of she's still there was 
you got to go find your girl. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if you've done all the things and if you understand all the things and if you value the girl and understand she's unique and blah, 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 and where'd she go and what does she love and what does she want to do with her life? You've done all these things, but she won't come out. Mm. She won't come out of hiding. She won't come out of the dark, no matter how you coax her, no matter how you honor her, no matter what. The question is, what is she chained to? Mm. Or what does she think she's chained to? Like an elephant that grows up on a chain. And even when you remove the chain, they still think they're chained. What does she think she's chained to? Or what chains exist in her thinking that will not allow her to come out? Mm. And often the things that we're chained to are the things that we never dealt with. Yeah. We just kept living. Yeah. But they have a hold on us. Listen. So, and you don't realize that it has a hold on you until you have been given all the reasons in the world to come out and everybody's calling you and you can't. And nine times out of 10, it's because, yeah, there are things that other people can hold us hostage to, but there is no stronger chain and no stronger bond than the chain we put on ourselves. The problem Mm -hmm. is we are also the only person who has the key. Right. And the key to the forgiveness of ourselves Mm -hmm. or the release of ourselves has been given to us by God, specifically as it relates to sin Mm -hmm. or the consequences of sin. Mm. But we have to use it. And we stand there with chains on one arm and the key in the other. And nobody Mm. has said to us, or we have not realized this key fits that chain. Right. Yeah. So when God gave you life, he gave you the freedom to live out of any fruit tree in the garden. Eat any of those. Now, don't eat that one. Mm-hmm. But out of any of them. And so they ate of the one chain. Mm. Then this this set of, um, of circumstances get into motion because the only way to free us from our sin is for Jesus Christ to come. Key. Mm. You already have the key. Right. So why won't you use it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because we don't associate the two together. We know the key works for all these other things. But for some reason, we don't think it works on that chain. Mm. So. Because you won't free yourself with freedom that has already been given to you to walk freedom, despite yeah. the judgment, despite the shame, despite the guilt, despite the thing that you can never write. It is keeping you from actually living out the rest of your life in the power that he's given you to do it because you keep thinking I'm connected to this chain and you're not. Yeah. Which means good. Crystal has had to say, what chains are you connected to? Yeah. And who wants to ask that question? Mm-hmm. Nobody, actually. I would rather talk about somebody else's chains <laughs> or be like, and it's very easy to do. Word. I'm going to encourage you. Uh, I, I don't want to do it. I, listen, it <laughs> I, all the time, and it's it's speaking to my uh, it's speaking my language because I am one of my life messages is this idea of self-awareness and this inward journey so that we can understand God and our lives and all that kind of stuff. And that thing, it just never goes away. I don't think you ever wake up and say, oh, I know myself completely and thoroughly and I'm okay with everything. It is, it's definitely a journey. And there's some, there's some using your metaphor, some chains you're going to uh, release over time and you're going to think you're good because you're lighter. Uh, but then there's going to be some season in life where you're like, wait, I'm not done. And, and God's going to show you something else that's deeper and deeper. And so I, I think there has to be, I think we more easily and more quickly make a commitment to the overt Christian disciplines and duties of prayer and kindness and love and giving and generosity and, and use those as measures uh, rather than uh, the inward journey that is just as important that, that David says in Psalm 139, after all these amazing things about God, but at the end, but search me, 
know me, you know, know my anxious thoughts, lead me in the way uh, that's everlasting. Cause is there is a, there's a real value um, to knowing who you are and, and yeah. figuring out how to be as free as Christ has set us and then, and to live in that. And so I, I don't think that, I think there's a difference in knowing that that is anchored in scripture and truth versus a life positive mantra of, you know, love yourself. And, 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 the, yourself. and yeah, everybody yeah. can be positive. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. And we're all, but here's the thing, the whole thing right now, but I'm like, this is, yeah, different. this is different. This is different because it's the scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you right. want to depend on your own positivity, I can guarantee you, I can't tell you when, mm. but I can guarantee to you that there will come a time when you'll hit a wall. There'll, there'll be something you can't get over because you actually don't have permission to grant yourself total freedom. Mm-hmm. And at some point you'll run into that wall. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing is, and you can't you know, be your own source <laughs> and you cannot be your own source. And if you actually, even if you are well sourced, you run out of the thing that is sourcing you, you mm-hmm. at some point right. you'll run into a wall. Right. Right. So, you know, the, the beauty of this too, is that there are some things that you will not be able to call yourself to do. There are, there are calms and there's purpose that the Holy spirit will whisper in your ear. You on your own will never think about it. And if, if he's calling you to something, you would not even attempt to call yourself to Mm -hmm. what you need in order to reach what he's asking you to reach. You can't give yourself either. (laughs) Ooh, like it's like if you're calling it, if he's calling you if, to something, if you're calling yourself to a certain level, a certain standard, a certain purpose, mm-hmm. you're going to be limited by what you believe you can do. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. the Holy Spirit is calling you and, he, and Jesus is always calling us to more mm-hmm. than what we Ephesians 3:20, could even ask or think about. Mm-hmm. what you need in order to reach what he's called you to, you don't have the capability or the ability right. to give. Right. So the only way that you are going to be totally connected to your, to the full power of, of God in your life to do the thing that you can only do with the full power of God at work in your life is to access the full power of God in your life, to give yourself the freedom to reach. Mm. Don't do that by giving yourself grace outside of the grace that's been extended to you. You, you, In other words, if I want my, I mean, it's the example my dad gives all the time. If I want my child to reach a basketball goal and they're five, the only way they're going to get there is if they do that on my shoulders and they can do that, but only on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. There are some things that God wants for you. You don't even want for yourself. You don't mm-hmm. even know to want them for right. yourself. And the only way that you're going to be able to reach it is if you accept the help that he's providing. And that help includes forgiveness of you. Lord have mercy. That, that might be your book title right there. Forgiveness of you. Goodness. That's good. That's good right there. Yeah. I think that, that yeah, you said it. Nothing needs to be added to it except to do the work. <laughs> I wish, I wish you could just have one or two good journal entries and good days of fasting and it would be done. But it is not. It is, it is a, a work you have to be committed to. Um, that is really good. So so today we have learned about where to lean in and how to sit and listen to kind of keep our ears 
uh, perked for dissonance and, and know when we need to realign, holding on to the things that fill us and um, really being excited about wherever God is energizing us, whatever that may look like uh, for you in your life. And, and really um, Crystal's powerful message here, these last few, last few moments about forgiving yourself and not in a very, not in the trite way that we hear it all the time, but in the deep working way that allows us a real freedom that Galatians 5.1 says is the freedom that Christ has set us free for, right? So don't no longer be tied to a yoke of slavery. Why? Because you have a freedom. Walking in that freedom um, is a very different thing than actually possessing it. You have it. And uh, Crystal has really given us some great insight as to what it means to walk in that. So I love it. I thank you so much for, for sharing those things because in that personal experience, and I hear the rawness because I know you, so I love hearing you think it and say it and just be in the midst of all that. So I can't wait for whatever God's going to do with that. Um, I think that's going to definitely impact a ton of people because we all need that. We all need that. And if we're super achievement driven, we kind of skip that step and think we'll get to that part later. And let me knock these things out. And uh, I think it's a good reminder that you can't skip that. You're going to eventually hit that wall because now you've limited capacity and limited all these things because you're trying to work out of your own strength. So Thank you, my friend. So now I want to ask you a couple of light little closing questions because uh, you are a bucket list chick and everybody might not know that, that you are a, um, you're a life adventurer, like life is an adventure. You will try many, many things. And so I am curious about two things. One, uh, what might be next on your bucket list or what have you done recently on your bucket list? That was awesome. And number two, I want to know uh, either what you're reading or listening to that's kind of filling you. Um, listen to, I, a part of our routine every day, one of my boys, their responsibility is to start the diffuser and he just plays with the oils and figures out what we're going to smell that day. And I turn on her and my kids are like, why do we have to listen to that all day? Because cause I'm like, I need worship and y'all want me to have worship. So turn it on. So we normally are listening to a Travis green playlist on Pandora or Bethel Hills that just plays all day in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, in Not terms of, diffusers. what'd you say? Come on diffusers. I mean, listen, crunchy, raw milk, it all goes together. Cloth, (laughs) diaper, you name it. I've done it. Plant tomatoes. Not doing it now, but I have. You have done it. I do need to ask you before you tell me about your bucket list. Sometimes I wonder, because I know you have a million things going on. And you'll post something by making some doggone bread from scratch. I'm like, when does she have time to knead dough and let yeast rise and all these things to make biscuits? Are you just like stopping everything else because you're like, I'm about to make this bread? Pretty much. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, what? It looks pretty good. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Bucket list. Bucket list. Bucket list. So, oh yeah. So I'm listening to that. Um, I'm also listening to leadership podcasts because that's the way that I feel like I learn Ooh, is to hear other leaders. Uh, of course, Casey Newhoff, Carrie Newhoff. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl, I don't think she's a believer, but she, I mean, is excellent. Her name is Chris Plackey Hmm. and it's the feminine CEO or feminine leadership podcast or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm binging her stuff. Can't get enough of it. Hmm. So that that's, those are those two things. And then in terms of what am I reading right now, I'm reading uh, radical self-forgiveness. Don't think that's a Christian book either, but I know how to pull off the meat and leave the bones. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. And then I'm still in BSF. I like the discipline of Bible study fellowship for. How long have you been doing BSF? On and off for, let me see, Canaan is 16. So 15 years. Wow. That's awesome. And I bet too, as a, as a Bible teacher, speaker, ministry lead, all that stuff, it's great to just go and sit somewhere and be a student. It's the great, it's great. Just be a student. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Anything on the bucket list that you've just done that was awesome or Mm -hmm. that you want to do soon? Girl, you know how you know you're getting old is because you you the things you want to do and you're like, I already did it. (laughs) (laughs) My bucket list is my all ran a marathon. (laughs) I've ridden in a hot air balloon. I do want to skydive. I would say I'll be 50 next year. Um, if Jesse will allow me to, my insurance is paid up. I would like to, I would like to do that. I would love to do it with my children, like my two older boys, to show them that I am an adventurous mom. Yes. Um, and I would say that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm probably going to ride the bridge again, San Francisco Golden Gate. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. We've had all my issues with that bridge falling and busting up stuff, oh. but I've done it every decade. So why would I stop now? I'll probably do it next right. year too. Very good. Well, if you're ever interested, uh, trapeze was actually a pretty fun experience. Um, oh yes. That's on my list. Cause I saw you do it. Can I just say, I'm just afraid that I'm going to pee all over myself. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to have to go in, you know, multiple layered on the panty liner situation because I am almost 50, but it looks like so much fun. It is. And listen, everything clenches up so tight. I don't know how (laughs) P is going to escape. Like maybe when when you're up there, you're like, Jesus. Okay. Salvation check. Yes. I love the Lord. Okay. Yes. And then because we are similar in this way. Once you do it the first time, then you're like, okay, the next time I'm going to try this. And then the next time I'm going to try, yeah. And then you're up there several times and your arms are sore the next day because you realize you are indeed not a trapeze artist, but it was a ton of fun. Well, so. listen, I have done pole dancing one time. Michelle took me pole dancing. Of course it was. We Michelle. have a, a mutual friend. Okay. And of course it was with her. I have a whole newfound respect for pole dancers and their athletic ability. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So I, I, yeah, I did do that. And I thought maybe, and I wasn't ready. Like I didn't come ready. You had to come dressed. I had tennis shoes on all that. So maybe one day I'll go back and do that. Just so I know that if my husband asked me to, I could do the thing, (laughs) but I would say, that's it. Girl, you should have seen me. They had me squatting down the pole. I got down there. My started popping. I couldn't squirt. I scoot back up. It was a disaster. (laughs) trapeze pole dancing skydiving all of that whole new appreciation for all of it (laughs) i don't think i could like lift my arm for a couple days yeah whole new appreciation well yeah bucket list is good and the bucket list does change you're right it it gets calmer and after a while you're just like it's fine i don't need all those things but yeah i love it and i love that you're adventurous you're like a a good partner in adventure so skydiving I might go I'm surprised you haven't gone honestly because I, I, I haven't gone because I need a friend to invite me so <laughs> when you go skydiving you know let me know we'll see how it works out uh but anyway Crystal Evans Hurst uh thank you so much not only for being just a great friend Crystal y'all is the random check-in friend and we have this great friendship that we might go a while without talking but then sometimes I'll get a text at two in the morning and be like hey just think about you, you good? And I know she's up, but she knows I'm up. Um, that's a whole nother issue as we're learning of rest and rhythm, but don't worry about that. It's not a time for judgment. It is that's just not a conversation for today. <laughs> that's not the point. Don't focus on that. Uh, but it's just an appreciation for a lifelong friendship. And the longer I live, old, old woman moment coming, 
the more I'm appreciative of friendships that have stood the test of time. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, a lot of people don't have friends. And so for that, I'm very grateful. And it's so super cool when you see your friends going hard for Jesus and, you know, loving family and wifing and momming and still friending and all that stuff. It's great. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. And uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear these great nuggets that you dropped. I'm excited and I love you. I love you too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure and leave a comment or review and share and subscribe. Have a great one.